What's going on everybody? My name is Eric McCray and I'm your recovery coach. This is Victorious for Life podcast. The name of this episode has a lot to do with men that date women with children, whether the man has kids or not, men that date women with children, whether they're small kids or, or they're teenagers. Let's get right to it. So I've actually interacted with plenty of women that has children. And this is a touchy subject because a lot of mothers, a lot of times they're not open to understand how the difficult aspect or the, you know, it's pros and cons of dating women with children. So let's talk about the cons. And most women feel that a man should be understanding. And a lot of times that's wishful thinking. And let me get right to it. So if you have a woman that has children, I met a woman who has small children and I also met women that has teenagers. So it's pretty much really no different, really, on the aspect of the, the treatment, the way the mother treats small children. I'm talking about children that's like in ele- pre- preschool, elementary school, around that age, versus a woman that has a 16-year-old, which is pretty much, what, high school status or high school age. The only difference is, is the age group of the children, but far as the, uh, the serious need for the mother to cater to both age groups of children is pretty much the same based on my observation. So with a woman that has a teenager, I I went on a date with a woman and her daughter kept calling. She kept calling and I figured she called the first time because she was concerned about her mom and you know, uh, her mom, she was accustomed to her mother not really dating. And now all, all of a sudden her mom just did a, uh, you know, just did a, a, a quick change and now her mom wants to date. And so most likely she probably was used to having her mom to herself. And her daughter probably looked at me as a threat because a lot of kids, they're, a lot of kids, children, I don't care if they're elementary school age, a lot of kids can be very selfish. And a lot of kids can, they, they know how to manipulate the parents and to get what they want. So this is something that children do. So even when it comes to, you know, me talking to a woman that has small children, it's pretty much the same thing. I I pretty much had the same type of experience with that. You know, I'm on the phone with a woman and prior to the woman getting on the phone, not to say that kids won't try to get the mother's attention even if she's not on the phone but there's a lot of times kids don't even be thinking about trying to get the or you know get the woman's attention or get their mom's attention when she's not on the phone soon as she gets on the phone that's when the kids get jealous and now they want to sit up here and have these unnecessary complaints and these conversations that you can tell that it's unnecessary and so what that does is that it temporarily it temporarily interrupt the dating process of me trying to meet this woman. And my mind, my, my thoughts, my, my emotions, I am, I'm like, you know, let me be patient. I really can't say how do we already feel because the moms don't get offended. So I have to eat this like me, I have to bite the bullet. And you know, it, it does get frustrating. Frustration can be like a snowball effect. They, some people call it where the snowball is very small and eventually would get bigger as long as the snowball constantly is rolling in the snow. Well, frustration could be like that too. It, you know, frustration could be overwhelming. 
And so when frustration happens, you, a person tend to have two options when they, when they, when they experience built up frustration. Either you allow yourself to be affected by it to the point where you're gonna feed into it, or you recognize that you're frustrated and you need to therapeutically, you need to remove yourself from the situation. One of the two things, you know, is, is going to happen. And of course, removing myself from the situation, that tends to be like a, a good option for me. Maybe not the best option, but it's a good option. And I've told plenty of women that this is not going to work. I say, your kids are too needy. And a lot of women like, well, they're children. They're supposed to be needy. I say, okay, it's one thing to have a sincere need. It's another thing for kids to be jealous because they want their parents to themselves, especially if the kids are teenagers and they're grown. A lot of teenagers in this generation don't feel that their parents should date. Like you want your mom to be a nun or something like that. She should walk around wearing nun clothings. You know, and I'm, I'm being somewhat sarcastic, but you know, she shouldn't date, period. And I'm like, okay, where y'all get this information from, this generation, that parents in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s, like they, they shouldn't even date. They should just focus on you and the grandkids. And you know, I can understand, fam, you know, family, the, the concept of family or, you know, just uh, family oriented or just anything that's family related, excuse my stuttering. I can understand being family oriented, right? But what I do also understand is that people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, they still have a desire, to, you know, to yearn to, to want to belong to someone from a romantic sense. And like I said, I'm not against anything that's family related. But at the same time, you know, you can't tell somebody that they should stop, they, they should take their emotions that God gave them to want to be romantically involved with somebody else. And they should just put it in the storage and lock it up with a key. That don't make no sense. But this generation mindset is, 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 is crazy like that, which I highly disagree with. And a couple women told me, well, you know, my daughter, if you know, if you meet her, she would look at you with the crazy look, the mean look. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to meet your daughter. If your daughter's gonna look at me like that, nine out of ten, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her the same energy in return. I'm gonna look at her with a crazy look. I don't wanna do all that. So what I tend to do is lose interest and in wanting to meet the woman's kids. And you have a conversation with a lot of mothers. They are not open-minded to understand from a man's perspective how difficult it can be to date a woman with children. It's probably no different when a woman dates a man with kids, and I'm quite sure from a woman's perspective, dating a man with kids, it's, it's probably, the, you know, the um, outcome is probably the same or very similar. A lot of kids, when they attach to their parent, whether it's mother or father, they're very selfish. They're not open for their parents to date, even though they don't have no control over their parents dating. They don't have no say so. They don't have no actual control. Yes, they can voice their opinion, but if a mom's gonna date, she's going to date in spite of what the kid's saying. No different than the father, right? So my thing is, again, I understand how children, they respect family. They, res they respect family big time. I understand that. But however, this generation needs to, at some point, accept the fact 
that parents deserve to date. They deserve to find that one true soulmate or whoever this person that's intended to be for them. And there's no need to, dis to throw shade or disrespect that, that person that she's dated. I understand that you're not motivated to embrace this person at a high level. You're not trying to be super friendly because you don't know this person. Okay, granted, that, that happens. That comes with the territory. But there's no need to disrespect the man or disrespect the woman if she's dating a man with children. Only thing I'm saying is that on this particular episode on Victorious for Life podcast, dating a woman with children, and I'm just focusing on that because I'm coming from a man's perspective, not necessarily on a woman's perspective, even though I did touch up a little bit on women that, you know, that choose to date men with children. And I, I tried to keep it equally balanced, you know, that both sexes can relate to this particular topic. So... Um, I decided to date women that don't have no kids. I said, let me try that out. Let me try dating a woman that don't have any children and see what that'd be like. Well, dating a woman that don't have no kids is almost similar to dating a woman with children because if she has nieces and nephews and if she has parents, parents, when they get older, they start acting like children. They're very needy. She got a lot of people pulling on her. And what it does, again, it's hard for me to figure out how can I be a part of the equation in her life? How? What part can I play where she has so many other people that she knew a whole lot longer than me and she have a, a much more tighter rapport with them than she does with me. And so I'm just like the new kid on the block. So it's easy to dismiss me. So that makes dating difficult. And a lot of women ask, so why are you single? Well, that's one of the reasons why. It's pros and cons dating women with children. A lot of times there's more cons than pros based off my perspective because children need, they need and want things 24 seven every single day, whether the needs are really needs or the needs are just bogus needs. And you know, uh, regardless of what they, you know, the, the children will find a way to not only gravitate towards the mother, but find a way to get the mom's attention, find a way to distract the mother. And whether they realize they're doing it or not, I believe that a lot of kids do realize it because every generation is more wiser and wickeder than the previous generation. So a lot of these kids, they know how to use smartphones. They're highly educated. So if you can operate a smartphone without no issue, then understanding the concept of manipulation and distraction, you know what I'm saying? That's nothing compared to operating a smartphone. The point is that a lot of these kids, they know what they're doing. A lot of women may not agree with me on this particular topic, that's your choice, but I'm gonna put it out there anyway because I'm quite sure that somebody can relate to this. And again, I'm not knocking a mother for catering to her children. That's not what I'm saying, I never said that, okay? So I don't need people to have selective hearing, hear everything that comes out my mouth, everything. Don't just select and you just pickpock what you wanna hear and disregard the rest. No, because if you do that, you're going to miss the whole entire message of this particular episode. What I'm saying is that yes, a mother and a father should actively be involved in the kid's life. I believe that and it's from a male's perspective that mothers or women, they should prepare their kids that they want to date. They should have conversations with their children 
and mentally get them prepared that mommy is going to date and why she chooses to date. And I don't believe that a lot of mothers do that. I don't believe a lot of mothers sit down and have those conversations because I ask a lot of women, how do your kids feel about you dating? And some women say that their kids don't have a problem. If I'm happy, then they're happy. You know, I, that's the basic uh, response that I normally get or I normally receive. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy, you know? Uh, but no one says anything on the aspect of just looking forward or somewhat excited that mommy found a good man. I don't really hear that too much. Again, most kids, they tend to look at the man as a threat that he's taking up time with mommy, taking that time away from me. And this is, you know, it, it is, is, you know, I, I'm not saying that a man that dates a woman with children that he, you know, he can't be successful or him and the woman and the kids together, they can't be successful. I'm quite sure it can be. It just, it can be difficult because these kids know that this man is not their biological father. And who's to say that if the child is upset, they may run to the biological father and create bogus lies because they're upset because that mommy decided to date a new man and they looking at that new man as a threat. He didn't disrespect the kids or anything like that. He's making an effort to embrace the children as well as embrace the mom because he understands that kids are a package deal. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just difficult just because the man gets along with the woman. There's no guarantees that he's going to get along with the children or the children are going to get along with him. And you know what they say, if the kids hate you, the mama ain't gonna date you, right? I heard that a lot. If the kids hate you, the mama won't date you. And a lot of times, just because a child have a strong dislike towards mommy's new boyfriend or mommy's new man, that alone does not indicate that he's a threat to the children. A lot of people need to look at it from this perspective and understand that dating a woman with children, whether they're preschool or elementary school kids, or they are junior high or high school kids, or they're in college, or they're just grown, period, that a lot of kids do not feel comfortable with their parents' data. So I do have comments that you can leave your comments on Victorious Life Podcast. Please leave your comments, whether I agree with your comments or not. Leave your comments. You know, I mean, not necessarily type your comments. You can actually verbally record, you know, just speak. And this app here will record your voice, obviously. And I will be able to play it back and listen to what you have to say. On that note, my name is Eric McCray. And thank you again for listening to Victorious for Life Podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Eric McRae. I am your recovery coach, and this is Victorious for Life Podcast. The name of this episode is called Haters. H-A-T-E-R-S, Haters. Let's talk about this because a lot of people can identify or relate to this particular topic because a lot of people really have a strong dislike for individuals or people who choose or chooses to hold on to this hated mentality, which means that your behavior is going to be a reflection of your thoughts. It's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of people are 
jealous on the low for various different reasons. A lot of people, they're jealous, various different reasons. So let's break down the, the word hater. What does hater means or what does hater, the word hater, what does it stand for? Haters or haters is having anger towards everyone reaching success. Again, the basic breakdown of the word haters is having anger towards everyone reaching success. And the opposite of the word haters is winners. Winners don't hate or bully. Losers or haters only hate because they don't have what you have. And this is unfortunate that this is the case. A lot of people, they hate folks or they're jealous of people on the low for various different reasons. Now, uh, it could be a situation where someone, when they was in their 20s, they made bad choices and a lot of folks only live for the moment and they don't think about how their negative decisions can affect them 20, 30 years from now. And once 20 years have passed and in that person's present life, they realize that they have some barriers in their life and the barriers were developed or created 20 years ago. But you see somebody else that could be that looks like they're in the same age group as you are and their present situation or their present life looks successful. And you may assume or believe that 20 years ago that they made better choices than you did when you was in, the, when you was in your 20s. And 20 years later, or in the present moment, it looks from the, you know, looks like from the outward, from the outside looking in, or they're looking at the outward appearance, that this person is currently able to benefit or reap the fruits of their labor because of the choices that not only they currently making, however, but the choices that they've made in the past. So your past decisions will and can affect your present moment. It can affect your present life. That's why making good choices is always important, past, present, or future. Anyway, Another word for haters is ill-wishers. Now you have so many different synonyms for the word haters. I just chose ill-wishers because this word stuck out to me the most. Ill-wishers, ill as in sick, wishers. Another word for ill-wishers is dream killers. A lot of people want to do everything they can to kill your dreams. A lot of people want to do everything they can to sabotage your motivation or, or sabotage you, period. They don't want to see you get ahead. The reason why a lot of people, they're jealous because they can't have what you have is because a lot of people know that deep down inside that they don't have the ability or the capabilities to reach in the level of success as somebody else has or someone else that's currently living out their dreams. A lot of people don't have the level of intelligence that is required in order for you to achieve greatness. And that's just, I'm gonna keep it 100 in order for a lot of people to achieve greatness, you do have to have a level of intelligence. A lot of people don't, their level of intelligence is not at an all time high. For some people, it's unfortunate that it's at an all time low. Why that's the case, I have no idea. A lot of people's circumstances are different. Now there's the flip side to the word haters because I don't believe that a lot of people wake up in the morning choosing to want to be haters. I believe that a lot of people that achieve greatness are still insecure. Now, just because someone achieves greatness and they have a lot of materialistic goods, 
That doesn't mean that they are exempt from being insecure. A lot of people are still insecure. And you'd be surprised why a lot of people are insecure. Now, for a lot of people that have achieved greatness, when they go on social media and advertise what's going on on social media, on social media based on their life, their, their, uh, their wealth, their materialistic goods, their overall success, a lot of people, they feel the need to have haters to talk about them because haters can motivate you. Let's be clear, I do agree with that. Haters can motivate you because when people tell me that I can't do something, that's gonna motivate me to do it anyway, to prove to myself and to prove them wrong. Now, one thing that I don't do and I don't recommend, which a lot of people do, is that they actually make comments. A lot of people are attention, they have attention seeking behavior or they're attention whores. They're in competition, they will do something, say something that's going to trigger a response with someone else. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna trigger a negative response. And once the person responds, or not, necess not necessarily trigger a negative response, but a lot of people, they do crazy stuff to provoke behavior. They provoke other people to respond. They bait other people to, to say something to them. And once a person foolishly falls into that trap, now what happens is you that person opens up the door for this person that that's seeking the behavior for them to talk about you. To talk about you at the dinner table, talk about you overall on social media, and say that this person's a hater. Now a lot of people they get the word haters mixed up, or I believe that a lot of people they get it twisted. Just because a person disagrees with your choices or your lifestyle, that alone does not indicate that a person is a hater. People don't have to agree with you. Let's be clear with that. Nobody has to agree with you. Nobody has to agree with your lifestyle. Now, a lot of people, you know, feel that if you don't like what they're doing, that you're a hater. And that's not the basic definition of a hater, just because someone disagrees with you. Again, hater is having anger towards everyone reaching success. And just because someone doesn't agree with your lifestyle or the choices that you make that doesn't mean that they ain't that, that you know that they, they have hatred towards you that doesn't mean that they're angry because you have reached the level of success that you're at just because they disagree with the choices that you make or just because or, or you know just because they disagree with your lifestyle that doesn't mean that they have anger towards you now sometimes it's hard to tell because a lot of people they are not transparent, they're not honest with themselves. So a person can potentially disagree with you and still be hating on you on a low. Sometimes that's the case, sometimes it's not. Me, I pretty much prefer to look at a person's overall behavior. These are obvious signs of people that's hating on you. Not only they disagree with the choices that you make, but they, you know, they, this particular person constantly talks about you all the time. They constantly talk about you. They're constantly, <clears throat> excuse me, they're constantly talking about you all the time. They're constantly making negative comments, uh, you know, about you to other people. And other people most likely are going to bring those comments or they're going to come back and tell you what this person is saying about you. And when you, you know, you know, when you pretty much allow this person's success to rent space in your head, this is how I detect that this person is a hater. Now, if you just make a comment and say that I'm not, you know, I disagree with this person's choices, 
or just don't say nothing at all and you just keep it moving and not allow this person's success or their decisions to bother you. You just keep it moving. That's not a hater. But when you constantly talk about this person to them or talk about this person to other people, which is a, uh, which, you know, gossiping or chatty patty, that is a clear indication that you're hating on somebody. Now, again, um, silence the haters. You know, how do you silence the haters? I don't believe that no matter how much success that a person obtains, I don't believe that alone will ever silence haters. Can it potentially silence haters? It can. Because the haters, you know, they already upset with you because of the simple fact that you are successful. So even gaining more success on, to on top of the already existing success that you have, what makes you think that's going to silence haters? I don't believe that that, you know, what 100% will silence haters. Could it potentially silence haters? It's a possibility. A lot of people, they, they're, they're going to continue to hate. A lot of folks feel that if they don't have no haters, which is their definition of support system, then they're not doing anything right. And I disagree with it. I'm not going to do nothing. Or I won't recommend no one to provoke anger so someone can talk about you. So someone can uh, have all these comments to say, and then you turn around and you make a mockery out of their behavior that you created the shenanigans. And in order to make yourself feel good, in order to build yourself up, you want to sit up and say that this person is a hater. And I don't like that a lot of people do that. This person did not wake up this morning having intentions on hating on you. However, a lot of people, again, like I mentioned before, they have attention-seeking behavior. And they tend to make inappropriate comments. They tend to be so competitive on social media and overall period, even off social media, that you say things, you do things to provoke negative behavior from other people. And when that person feeds into your garbage or your negative behavior, now what that does, it opens up doors or an opportunity to target this person's behavior and call them a hater. That's something I don't like that. So since I want to talk about the word haters, I want to look at it from an overall perspective because it's not just one perspective that people should focus on concerning the word haters. And again, I understand the haters is having anger towards everyone reaching success. And again, just because someone is successful on the outward appearance or it appears that they're successful, that doesn't mean that they're not dealing with their own insecurities internally or on the inside. A lot of people feel that if people are not hating on them, they're not successful or they're not doing anything good. And that's not true confidence. True confidence, you don't need to insult others to make yourself feel good. True confidence is you really want to not only be successful, but you don't have no intentions on stepping on somebody else in order for, in order for you to feel that you need to rise to the top or climb the ladder of success. That's not true confidence. True confidence is that you want to do what it takes within yourself. If you're going to compete with anybody, compete with yourself. Don't compete with the next person. Compete with yourself. Life alone is complicated enough. Compete with life. Compete with trials and tribulations. Compete with yourself. It doesn't make no sense to step on someone's toes, you know, if, you know, sabotage somebody else's potential growth in order for you to climb up the ranks. A lot of people do this. It don't make no sense to use social media as an opportunity or a platform 
to make comments, to provoke negative behavior, to provoke people that's going to respond back to you on social media. Now you're going back and forth arguing with this person and you screenshotting the text messages and you're sharing it with others to make a mockery out this person. And you're not telling everybody that you, you came out your mouth and you was disrespectful inappropriately and you make inappropriate comments and you provoke behavior. Now this person has beef with you and now you're calling this person a hater and you're not being man or woman enough to admit that you created this craziness, this shenanigans. And this is what goes on with haters. So if you're gonna talk about haters, you have to look at it from an overall perspective. Not just focusing only that people have an anger towards everyone reaching success, that a lot of people are so negative that they are jealous on the low that they wish they can have what you have. They're upset because they can't do what you can't, they can't do what you're able to do. Yes, that is true. That's one way of looking at the word haters, but I'm covering other different perspectives of haters. It's one thing for a person to hate on you and you did not do nothing to them. You didn't say or do anything to provoke negative behavior. That's one thing. It's another thing when this person is not even thinking about you and you have attention seeking behavior and you make an inappropriate, you make an inappropriate comment and provoke this person to come at you. Now you want to call this person a hater and put them in a permanent category that they are a hater. I'm just giving something for people to think about. Again, every episode on Victorious for Life podcast, you are more than welcome to leave verbal comments, not text messages, verbal comments. You can let me know how you feel about the episode. You don't have to agree. You can agree or you can disagree. However, one thing I would never agree on is disrespect. You don't have to be disrespectful with your comments. However, you are more than, you know, you're more than welcome to disagree if you choose to. However, my name is Eric McCray. Thanks again for listening to Victorious for Life podcast.